Salutations, people. I am pinning the comment for our exclusive members program. For our exclusive members program. <coughs> right there. And sorry for the two transmissions. You know, if you guys wanted one, I'm sorry. I uh, feel like it was appropriate for me to address that and not conflagrate the two. So if I ever do have any Antifa that are watching that uh, have some questions, they can watch that and that's it. I feel like for some strange reason I just wanted to separate it and have that be isolated as its own separate thing. Ugh. But in this transmission, we're going to be talking about the Epstein didn't kill himself memes, Florida plus sex trafficking gateway, how Disney has been covering up for pedophiles, Maybe how the, how the UK influences the New World Order, gang stalking and targeted individuals, secret societies, how to battle the New World Order, natural law versus common law, weather targeting crops, weather warfare, uh, and if we have time we'll get into spiritual warfare, the war on drugs, study and biblical prophecy, and uh, national constitutional carry. And what I want to do, like we did in the previous, uh, last, like literally last week, what I want to do is sometime in between... Uh, while we're switching topics is get you guys on here if you have questions we'll talk about these types of things you can pitch what type of information you want uh, ask questions to the audience ask me questions and we'll go from there boosh did you have any thoughts about the UK labor cyber attack uh, I, I don't but I will look into it uh, what's, a, what's a good way to start this you know it's taken it's taken like four to five years to get to this point and it's not been easy uh, people died like literally just yesterday one of my old high school friends no November 11th one of my old high school friends died she got sick like a few days before and died this whole year has just been like one of two, one, the one that's extremely tumultuous I won't lie to you guys I feel like I've transformed like dramatically vegan state of mind asks where they can get that shirt go to uh, hidden knowledge the good people over there, they, 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 they sent one to your boy. Uh, it's pretty fire. I love it. Uh, but go to hit, at Hidden Knowledge. Great stuff. But yeah, this year has been a storm. Says uh, Interna Stash right there. It has been. It's been tumultuous. Um, and very few things have weathered the storm. Very few things have kind of carried us forward throughout the year. Um, we, we focus so much on death, chaos, destruction. You know, and, and, and instability that it's very hard for people to really find things that build hope, that foster a productive, happy, and harmonious future, you see. In a time that's chaotic like this, it's very hard for people to, to, to have hope. And I get that, dude, on so many levels, but here, let me get into these topics, because I'm over here, I'm over here ranting. The Epstein didn't kill himself memes have literally been breaking the internet. This is, if, if, if you ask me, I think that this is what the internet was supposed to be for in the first place. This is using their tools of enslavement, as tools of enlightenment, uh, the precise purpose of, as to everything we do, you know, raising awareness not only about uh, Jeffrey Epstein, but also about the public's awareness of Jeffrey Epstein and his crimes. People know he didn't kill himself. You know, there's, 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 there's photos floating around of him on his island, like, I think it's either, it's sometime either days before or days after the FBI raided it, saying, like, he's still alive. People know he's, he's, he's not dead. You know, there's people saying that he's in, what, he's in Israel? You know, and then you see people making that funny meme about how he's a nakil, hadid, hadid, nakil, myself. They, they just make fun of it because this is what the Internet's supposed to do. We're supposed to literally troll these types of controversial things, raise awareness so the public is, is, is informed about stuff like organized sex trafficking, which leads me to my next topic, Florida and the sex trafficking gateway. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of drugs and a lot of chaos and a lot of other crazy stuff that goes on in the ports of Florida. I'm not sure. I'm not from Florida, from South Carolina. I'm sure if we were able to have some followers that were from Florida, uh, you guys could tell us about some of the crazy stuff that you see going on from, from the cartel there, uh, what they're shipping in from different countries, from South America to, you name it, man. Um, you know, I think that this is a good distinction to make, too, when talking about not only Epstein and the sex trafficking gateway, but the culture as well. You know, 
how we really do treat like 50% of the population. We just call them bitches. We don't really respect them as women. We don't respect them as people. So whenever they go into Chris consciousness, if you can, uh, would you like to talk about some of the stuff that you've seen coming on the ports of Florida? That would be very, very interesting. Yeah. Just let me know. Uh, but it's, 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 it's a part of the culture as well. You know, how we treat 50% of the population, how we, how we treat women, uh, the ridiculous societal standards that they have to uphold, you know, and, and the beauty standards as well, the stuff that comes with it. I mean, how many times do you guys see trap photos, right, of where basically <laughs> these girls are with their sugar daddies and they have to take their picture real quick as blackmail in order for them to get college tuitions, get cars, get bills paid for, or any of this other type of stuff. If you don't think that people are going to get trafficked out of a culture like that, I don't know what to tell you. Chris Consciousness says that Miami gets literally everything. All I can do again, Chris, is offer you if you'd like to join the live and let people know uh, about what goes on in Florida, because we don't know. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of kidnapping. I'm sure there's a lot of murder, a lot of crime, a lot of violence, but that's everywhere. Why would, why would Florida be different? You see. So I'm not sure if you'll join the feed. Keep that in mind. Uh, but think about the sex trafficking gateway from the club culture to the rave culture to the drug culture to how many different ways that people can just get caught up in the trap. Literally. My friend is Border Patrol. Tell me. My friends in Border Patrol tell me that they found dead bodies. We're still speaking about Florida. You know, they find bodies washed up, needles washed up, drugs washed up. All, all over the place. Um, wasn't it like a few months back? It's like a few months back, like right there, like up off the coast, where uh, where that special forces guy like jumped on top of the submarine and like banged that banged that sucker open and just like pulled that guy out, just like gun, at gunpoint. I don't know, but <clears throat> what what I'm trying to say is, look at how many different ways people can get entered into the drug trafficking and the sex trafficking world. I mean, this is another angle that we look at when we talk about human trafficking, pedogate, so much more. Uh, paying attention to what goes on on even Fedbook, Instagram, and in, at Craigslist, and all these other places. Like, good Lord, I remember reporting earlier this year and, like, doing an episode where you can go on to, fade, you can go on to Fedbook and you can type in just, like, child, uh, child bride or uh, young, young child for sale. You can do, like, all crazy stuff on Fedbook. And this is before they're their marketplace or I think it's, it's, it was like whenever they had debuted their marketplace and the point behind pointing this type of stuff out is to show you guys how pervasive the sex trafficking world is how it starts with just basically hooking it starts with drugs it starts with prostitution it starts with very simple things uh, earlier this year Teen Vogue came out with an article talking about how sex work is woman's work how that should be labeled like legal work like we shouldn't we shouldn't discriminate on that we should we should actually advocate for, for, for girls to pursue the oldest profession in the world. And that's what's happening right now. So when we talk about sex trafficking, we have to first look at the culture that, that, that kind of encourages it on another level and why it's so bad. I come at it from like a spiritual point of view, looking at like, you know, the, the occult aspects behind it. But look at the culture and the society that we've bred, that we've created to where somebody like Jeffrey Epstein can just come out of nowhere. Like, everybody knew. And that's what the Project Veritas ex expose was about. How, how, how <clears throat> people within ABC, ABC News, uh, CBS, how they were like aware for three years about Jeffrey Epstein. They had, they, they had uh, Virginia Roberts. They had information on Bill Clinton. They had it all. But they were complicit. They let it go. Because, again, this is the culture that we've created. You know, this is, this is I, I guess, on a crazy reason... It's like, how are we really this surprised? You know, this is America where we have little Miss Beauty pageants. You know, I'm about to get into how Disney has been covering up the pedo scandal. It's because Biz Disney is the pedo scandal. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Disney is the pedo scandal. I, um, I haven't got around to getting more information and posting about it, but there's somebody in the news today, uh, a politician or some high up mucky muck, Who's, who's, who's posting pictures of himself at Disney by himself talking about how he loves to watch little children by himself, how he loves to go to Disney by himself and watch little kids by himself. But he's not a pedophile. 
right? That's not strange. We shouldn't watch out for that type of behavior. He just likes to see kids, you know, happy and active. That's not strange. You see? Migs Yo says Disney is a monopoly, precisely. They have a monopoly on entertainment. How is Disney covering up the pedal scandal? We'll realize that Disney owns Fox. They also own Star Wars, but we don't, we, we, we get that, but we don't understand that they own, that they're one of the six major companies now. That they're part of the whole information control, information mismanagement. How has Disney been covering up the pedo scandal? It's a part of it. We've talked about how, uh, what was it? There are, there are presidents, CEOs within the Disney company who have been arrested for underage child sex. I forget what the, what the term's called but where they're violating children time and time again. There are Disney workers that do it too. Like this, it's creepy how much, how much involvement is in with, within Disney itself. I mean, think about it. You got grown people loving to dress up as just like fantasy characters and just doing stuff forever. And I get that, but you're dealing with a certain sect of people. Truly, you know, and, and I feel like um, this is not a heavily occultic theme episode so I'm not going to go on some crazy old jag about like the occult involvement and the occult history of Walt Disney uh, and the creation of Disney you know and things like that but I think it's important for people to understand that even when you're looking at Florida how many kids go missing at Disney you see what I'm saying how many kids go like how many I better, here's a better way to pose that question how many recruiters do you guys think are stationed at Disney Recruiters or kidnappers, people just looking for kids with cotton candy in their hand, Mickey Mouse clubs, and the other just super stoked to go on a ride, and boop, they get snatched up. And I'm not trying to sound like ridiculous or crazy, but this is the world. This is, again, what I mean by the culture, the society that we've created. Like, uh, this, is, this is what happens when we preach tolerance and not respect. This is what happens when they say, hey, you're supposed to, you're, you're, you're supposed to love that pedophilic neighbor and not warn your children about them. You see what I'm saying? This is the craziness and the lunacy that just gets amplified. Like, I see people in the comments talking about uh, this, drag queen this drag queen story time, right? How is that any different from, from Disney? How do we know that they're not convicted child sex offenders working over there at Disney? Getting access to kids. Oh, uh, don't worry about it. It's coming to you now. It's coming to your kids now, for sure. And if you don't agree with it, you, well, you're, just, you're just a bigot. You're a homophobe. You're not woke. You're not open-minded. Yep. So we've gotten to the point now in society because of this culture that we've created where of, of, of this decadence, free love, all this other crazy stuff. We've gotten to a point in the society and in the culture to where we're not woke enough to let pedophiles read our kids. That's And, and we're the problem. You know? Migzio again talks about the pedophilic symbols in Disney. Yeah. And in and, and some of their classic 90s movies, and 80s as well, uh, you can see phallic symbols, you can see occult symbols, you can see hidden messages. Uh, it's all over the place because they understand how to program the subconscious, program the mind, get people to believe a certain thing. This is what, like, think about it. Disney owns Marvel, right? <coughs> That's the whole point behind this. This isn't, this isn't about any of this other stuff, but it's about keeping people in a state of adolescence, arrested development to where they can be victimized to where they feel like they're looking after their innocence to where they always act childish but to where they no to where they've regressed you see Disney knows what it's doing pre pre effectively not preparing people for the world you want to talk about another crazy thing that Disney's done bro look at what it's done to relationships everybody thinks that they're supposed to have a Prince Charming Cinderella style relationship no nobody's acting like a Prince Charming no one's acting like a Cinderella so think about this, okay? You got them you got them sexualizing children super early, destroying the very concept of like forming a bond in a relationship. And then by the time they, they start getting aware of this stuff, they think, hey, I want a relationship. Just like they've seen over here on, on, on Disney or on Fox or on something on Marvel with all these ridiculous standards. And then it doesn't work because they live in this fantasy. You have to, you really have to think about like how clever and almost like scientific and manipulative some of the entertainment world is, but it's because they want to create again, that culture of depravity, that culture of just like laissez-faire, nothing matters. Hey, 
You know, we're all we're all living in a collective dream together. You see, like uh, Day Daystar six seventy six says, I trust Marvel, but Disney though, ugh, that company itself sketchy. I'll put it to you guys this way. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> and I'll switch up on topics uh, because I was watching the other day Justice League Unlimited. I won't lie to you. I was watching Justice League Unlimited since we're talking about Disney, Marvel, and all this other stuff, you know, and I was just kind of looking at it because you watch it whenever you're a kid and it tells you one thing, you get all fired up, but then you get older and then you, you look at what the directors were telling you, that they were creating metahumans, that they were doing super, secret human experimentation and all this other stuff. But that's just a different discussion for a different day. I'm trying to get to the iconic symbol of like what a hero is why we have this kind of like idol worship that's going on like within the cult within within America right now you know and why within the entire world you know and why it's important for us to have like symbols and heroes and people to believe in is because people don't believe in anything right now i mean clearly i mean a, 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 an argument could be made you know about how marvel and disney are the new uh, or, how, or how marvel and dc comics how they're the new pantheon of gods you know how you have like the Roman gods and the Greek gods. You got like the you got Marvel and you got DC, two of the same thing. But the idea is for people to have something that they believe in, to aspire to be greater, to aspire to be better. Let's see. <laughs> and I talked about this earlier this week. The 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 creator of the films like uh, Goodfellas, uh, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Casino, uh, Martin Scorsese. He called the movies put out by Marvel, he called them rides. He didn't really call them movies. He said he wanted to clarify his statement by saying that Marvel movies are not movies. These are rides. Because you feel no attachment with these people. You don't form bonds with these people. You can't relate with these people. It's a Disney ride. You're being told to sit down for two to three hours and you're being taken on this ride where you're having a story told to you. But at the end of the day, you don't really feel a kinship with these characters. You don't feel connected with these people. You don't learn any lessons. That's a ride. That's not a movie. That's not something that, that actually informs you and propels you to be a better person. You see. That's what, that's, that's what you have to understand. It's the difference in how this information is presented to you and how you actually interpret it. You see. Like, real talk, I'm so detached from shit, dude. I'm so detached from just, like, social norms and cultural stuff that I do that on purpose. To not be, like, caught in the spell. That's why you won't hear me talk about uh, Game of Thrones or whatever the latest rage is or any of this type of stuff. I can't talk about it. I can talk about its societal impacts and how it's making people think and move and act, but I can't watch the actual thing because that's the programming. So to get back to the point, how has Disney been covering up the pedophile scandal? It's been enabling the pedophile scandal. It's been enabling the pedophilic culture. It's been enabling people like Jeffrey Epstein. You see. The reason why people like me create pages like this is because, well, we're not down for this super woke, let a, let a pedophile read to my child. All I can do is pray for that pedophile and say, you stay away from my children. But even that is being considered like a hate crime, you see. But that's because, oh, we all have to live in this fantasy. We all have to live in, in La La Land and, and cater to everybody else. And that's, again, what Disney has fabricated for the rest of us. Again, just think about the society and the culture and the influences that people like Epstein, Disney, and whoever is else, whoever else is at the top can do what their influence does, you see. So, moving on. You know, I had I have a I have how does the UK influence the new world order here as a topic to talk about. Um, I think that this would be a good way for me to kind of scapegoat and ask if there's anybody that wants to join that is from the UK that wants to join me today and tell the audience about what they think, the, how the UK has influenced the New World Order, please do so. Uh, because I don't have much to say other than them being like the funders of a lot of things. So if we have people from the UK that would like to join and talk about things like the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations, uh, the Rothschild, the Rockefellers, the financial aspects of running things like the New World Order, Please do so, uh, because I, I, I don't have a lot of information on it, but at the same time, I'd like to keep people informed. And if we do not get 
someone to join uh, to talk about the UK's influence in the New World Order. I will kind of speak on this and gloss over. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do that then. There you go. Um, I think that I think that's the best way to describe it. You know, the the United Kingdom is basically like uh, I'd say that's the core of the of the New World Order. If you ask me, man, uh, these are the people that finance it. I mean, that's why you don't hear anything coming from the Queen because she understands everything that's going on. She's overseeing it, making sure it happens. Um, you know, right now they have they have Brexit going on, where they're trying to get away from the EU. They understand like what the EU is doing. It's trying to turn itself into a massive nation state, trying to encompass as many people as possible. UK wants its own form of independence to not have to pay taxes to the EU. I get that entirely. But when you think about how much wealth, money, new money and old money, right? How much wealth is literally in the UK? It, 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 it does kind of boggle the mind because then, really, then we're literally dealing with the history. We're dealing with the British Empire, we're dealing with the Roman Catholic Empire, you're dealing with age-old history. And so how the UK influences the New World Order is it helped kind of finance and propel some of it. You know, you'll have people that say, we, we got away from the UK, or from, from uh, we got away from Britain back in 7076, we fought for our own freedom. That's history. Uh, we're history's future today. It's a completely different day and age. Things are getting, there's a lot of backdoor meetings and things that go on. Um, that's why you see America literally becoming like the weapons arms for the New World Order, while you see like the Roman and the Roman Catholic aspect of it becoming like the moral compass. And as I said before, the UK, these 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 heavy hitters, these heavy countries, these heavy nations around the world, these are the people that influence this type of stuff. Uh, so you know, I think that's a good question because it shows that I don't know a lot about how the UK influences the New World Order uh, and why I need to have more of an international appeal. So, um, to say this and switch up to talking about gangs talking and targeted individuals, one of the things I am familiar with when looking at the UK is the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations. And this is essentially a social, a social engineering corporation or a group that's like located there that, that, that literally does that. I remember working, <coughs> I remember posting uh, maybe a year or so back about how the Tavistock Institute had wanted to propose putting lithium in the water to help, no, yeah, propose putting lithium in the water to help reduce xenophobia. And I know that sounds crazy, but dude, that's, that's the headline. If you go read the actual article, it's them trying to say that, look, people are very hostile, people are very agitated from all the people that we're importing. Our, their, thought, their thought process was to not necessarily poison the water supply, but put that information, put that that chemical in there to pacify the population, and so that's just the most recent thing that I can think of that they've done that I've been able to capture. Uh, and I'm sure if I was able to have time, I could put together a whole presentation to you guys about the Tavistock Human, the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations. I would definitely recommend that you guys go check it out. Um, you know, back in the day, back in the day, whenever I had time and I could like make movies, man, I remember like doing a crisis corner and that was like a video. It's like a 20 minute, 30 minute long video that I did. I remember doing like a crisis corner on, on the Tavistock and on the technocracy. And I played this clip from the Simpsons. It's an archetypal clip of where this guy's like walking into the war room, shady people, there's the light underneath it, circular table. They're all sitting down, you know, and I was overlaying a clip from the Hagman and Hagman about how they were talking about the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations and what they've been doing. But this is why I need to have brushed ups like this. <clears throat> uh, don't get sick and try to podcast. It's hard. Don't get sick and try to help the people. You'll look like an idiot. <clears throat> My apologies. All right, so now we're going to be talking about gang stalking targeted individuals in depth. In depth. Case Graham says, guys, can you recommend a book? Guys, go ahead and recommend a book. Uh, 1984 by George Orwell. Brave New World. By who? Uh, Brave New World. Drawn Blanks. Um, the Corpus Herbeticum. The Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. I don't know, I read like all kinds of strange books. But yeah, guys, 
who, whoever's watching and listening right now, go ahead and uh, drop some books. We're going to be talking about gang stalking, targeted individuals, and secret societies in depth. And the reason this is is because a few episodes back, or at least a few transmissions back, I went into depth, or I, I briefly talked about targeted individuals and gang stalking. And the reason I had wanted to put this underneath how the UK influences the New World Order, you know, is because you have to understand that there are secret societies that do run the world. And whenever I'm starting this transmission after addressing Antifa in in the previous one, well, think about that. Is that not gang stalking? Is that not having like an organization essentially come right after you? You see what I'm saying? Imagine if, uh, let's, let's just say that Imagine we're in the, U- the UK, right? And I'm getting gang stalked. I just, and this is the example I used last time. I want to go to the store. I want to get like uh, just regular stuff. But as soon as I'm leaving the house, I see somebody stepping across from the, stepping, uh, I see somebody across the street. They don't follow me. But whenever I get to the store, I see another person that looks exactly like that other person. So I grab my food and then I leave. And let's just say I'm, I'm, I'm walking back to the house again. I see another strange person that looks like the two previous strange persons. And then as soon as I get to my house, I see all these people outside my house. None of them are interacting with me. They're all just letting their presence be known. And so then I go about my business, just noticing the strange stuff, right? I begin to eat my food, cook my, cook my meal. I get texts. I get, uh, I get texts. I get phone calls. I get banging on the door. I go answer the door. There's nobody there. That's gang stalking. Nobody knows why they're actually being harassed, who's actually coming after them, but they know that they're being harassed, that they're being targeted. That's what gang stalking is. Targeted individuals are individuals like myself, or even Edward Snowden. I think that's the best way to describe it. Uh, Or even Julian Assange. I think that's the even better way to describe it, to give you guys like a macro explanation of it all. A targeted individual is somebody that has information that could lead to Crippling, crippling an organization, exposing a network, or exposing a secret society, you know, calling out like a network of pedophiles, they, they would essentially then become a targeted individual because they have information that can break that. That's why we see this whole little political theater going on right now with the whistleblower concept because they're not acknowledging legitimate whistleblowers who have real information that could expose corrupt governments, that could like expose the corruption that's going on within the system. That's why they're trying to muddy the terms right now. Somebody's birthday. And so to go into depth about that, think about this. And I think the best way for me to kind of break this down for you uh, is, is, is to, again, use the reference in the previous transmission. Whenever I literally got doxxed by Antifa. Whenever me and a handful of other people here locally got doxxed by Chicago Antifa. That's essentially an advanced wanted list. It's the best way to describe it. An advanced wanted list when it has your name, your your first name, your last name, your high school, place of employment, where you live, uh, where you work, what your P.O. box is, your address, your phone numbers. That's an advanced wanted list. And so that that that's what happened to me. And I'm here just to share it with you guys. But that's just Internet nerds doing what Internet nerds do, trying to start crap. What happens whenever it's in the real world? You see, what happens whenever I can't go to Smith's uh, because every time I go there, there's just somebody stationed there that's doing something sketchy or reporting back to so-and-so. Gang stalking is essentially what the feds do, the FBI and all these other things. Like you have to understand how they're weaponizing, uh, how they're weaponizing data collection and paranoia. You know, some people will say, oh, we'll ignore them. Well, you can't really ignore them whenever they literally know every detail about you, your place of employment, and what you do, and everything you're doing. It's very hard to ignore that. And there are, there are thousands of people who are targeted individuals. It's like, it's like a legitimate thing. Uh, there are articles on it. There's, 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 there's protests against it. And that's the crazy thing is people don't really know where it comes from. Part of me thinks that it's, it's, it's secret societies. Part of me thinks it's just like some rogue elements of the government that are trying to monitor certain people. Who knows? But the fact is, is it's, it's happening. Pure plain, period. I don't know why it happens, but people do get stopped. And so the best way I think I can make it relevant for you guys is to say, I got doxxed. My public information got published without my consent to, 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 to some unknown network. 
somewhere somebody's sharing pictures of me or whatever else they caught at that protest and they're and they're and they're trying to figure out ways to come after me try to track my information down looking through the interwebs to try to find whatever little threads they can that's that's just on the internet what happens when it goes hot what happens whenever it's physical and there are thousands of people that suffer underneath this every day now we're gonna be, I want to talk about uh, secret societies and then we'll switch up to talking about how to battle the 1% I think the best way to describe that again you know is 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 Satanists is Luciferians people that defect from these cults and from these these covens right that want to bring these things down that don't want to sacrifice children these people will essentially become those targeted individuals because they have that information because they they know who the head priest is they know who the other acolytes are they know who the practitioners are they know who the who the who the, uh, the who the recruiters are they would become targeted individuals they would be gang stalked monitored watched where they gone see see their traffic online and this is what people have to understand so now we're going to be talking about secret societies this 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 seems like something uh, that people always want us to talk about. Secret societies, the Freemasons, Illuminatis, or any of this other type of stuff. I don't know why. You know? And every time I talk about it, I tell you guys, I'm not a part of any secret society. I actually pride myself on just, like, being by myself. That's why I, like, loosely talk about my relationship with the Proud Boys, because I honor, I, I stand more proud by myself. I affiliate with them, for sure. But I'm not with any societies or any groups or anything of that nature. And I think what's crazy, I think that's why I got, I think, I think that's why I got so pissed at the protest is because it's just like, you sons of bitches don't even know me. Yet you're over here screaming all this stuff. You got no idea what I do. Look at you. Sorry. Just, I fucking. Ugh. So, secret societies. I just broke down to you guys, you know, about gang stalking through, through Antifa, uh, through, through FBI, CIA, uh, rogue elements of the government black budget groups, you name it, are those all not varying forms of a secret society? You see? Do they all not have their own brotherhood and their own initiation to get into the club? Like George Carlin, the now deceased comedian says, it's a big club and guess what? You ain't in it. It's all good, bro. I'm good out here. I'm good out here. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to smoke whatever you guys are selling. I'm good. Secret societies run the world, and that's what people need to understand. A lot of the things we're hearing today is talk about the deep state. How uh, the deep state, the deep state, the deep state, how there's a, a, a sect of the government that remains, whenever, that remains after administrations, after administrations. Yeah, it's called Congress. Pop, pop. <laughs> the president's in there for like four years. Congress sits in there for like 20 the deep state, yeah, these are the secret societies. What do you think their initiations are? Ugh. Somebody right there said Epstein didn't. Yeah, Epstein's in a, Epstein's in a, in a, in a even higher secret society. So remember that culture that I was telling you guys about? That culture, that, that culture and society that was created? We're at the very bottom. And the only way to start picking yourself up to get into different levels of it is to get away from the programming that they want out there. There are secret societies that make sure certain parts of the agenda go on. Like, <laughs> that's why I can't sit up over here and get all emotional and stupid and reactory with Antifa guys. Because where I'm going, my issues and my, my challenge is much bigger than that. It's not duking it out with people in the comments. It's not getting mad over the left and the right, the red or the blue. It's about looking at everything else that we have going on, trying to fix that. You see, where's the secret society for that? That's why I'm pushing as hard as I can so that eventually, if I do ever get hit down, I'll know like who my real, who, who I really have to watch out for. It's not nerds, you know, it's not, it's not people in the comments, it's not people calling you a troll or an agent or a shill, or just little people trying to dox you or anonymous or hackers. My real competition is like with whoever the hell is running the show and they'll stop me whenever I get too close. And I'm all right with that. Till then, I'm gonna keep fighting. And that's what it's about. So secret societies, there's so much that could be said about it. Uh, if you guys want to hear me talk more about secret societies, the Freemasons, you have to go to previous transmissions where I've done that. I've broken down the layers of them, the structures of them, the involvements of them, 
you know, how there's a Scottish Rite path with Freemasons and the Yorkish Rite, how there's a more occult-themed aspect to it versus one that has, like, a historic, a, a historic knowledge-based version of it. It's very real. And these are just, these are just two, uh, this is just one relatively secret society that's gone in front of us. You see. Uh, and, I, I, and I joke about this, how Fedbook, Twitter, YouTube, and all these other people, how these are literally the new, new, the new Illuminati. You saw them create a secret society in front of you to where they garner information, they, they curate consciousness, they, they delete content, they tell you what is, what is acceptable. They have you buy into this cult-like mentality. The secret societies, the Freemasons, the, the Jesuits, you know, the, uh, the Astors, um, the Rosicrucians. It's all about getting it up to this point, you see. The new secret societies are, are you allowed... This, 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 is how crazy call it. this is how crazy all this inversion works. The secret societies that they're having today are the ones that are telling you to take part in some of these public rituals. So I don't know, man. I think what I'm going to do, maybe next week, the next time I ask that question, somebody asked about secret societies in depth more, and I would like to talk about, you know, how through this, this weird time period that we've entered through inversion, uh, how... how how there's a oh, how these secret societies are operating in public. You know, I talked. I what's crazy is I talked about this on the previous episode, uh, elite externalization in the third segment. I talked about how right now what we're witnessing is the externalization of the hierarchy. And for what people for for, uh, for people that don't know, that's a book written by Alice Bailey, uh, a famed occultist from like the 40s. Why is that important? What is the externalization of the hierarchy? What is the externalization of the method? We're talking about secret societies, how they have to do initiation rituals to be a part of the club. Well, part of that, the externalization of that, is doing what they do privately, publicly. That's why you see some of these sketchy rituals and the sketchy things that they're doing. They're doing it out in the open now. To get every, it's a ritual to get everybody else online, you see, to get them complicit. But if you're not aware of these things, the programming, the rituals, any of what they're doing, it's going to be twice, uh, twice as deadly to you, you see. So, I don't... I, I think that's a good way for me to kind of put a pin on talking about secret societies. But if you guys want me to discuss that more in the future, ask that question again because I'll go off on a jack, dude. <coughs> um, you know what? <coughs> I want to open up this segment for anybody that wants to join. If you guys want to talk about Epstein, Florida sex trafficking, Disney pedogate involvement, the UK's involvement in the New World Order, secret societies, uh, gang stalking and targeted individuals. I want to open up this segment for anybody that wants to join. What time is it? What time is it? Is that like 10, 10 was that 1210? So we got like a little bit of time. I'm not sure. I'm sure the thing will pop up, but I want to open up this, this, this slot for you guys uh, if you want to do so. So go ahead and tap that join button if you if you want to come in and talk about these topics. If not, what I'm going to do is lollygag through this segment and then talk about how to battle the 1% natural, natural law and common law uh, and weather targeting crops, weather warfare. So, yeah. Project looks in glass. I'm always down to look at projects. I have like a stack of, I got like a stack of documents over there that I just like keep piling stuff onto because I love having like access to documents and to talk about like all this crazy shit. People think I just pull it out of nowhere in the ether and then I just like pull out all these documents and just videos and articles and shit and people are like, whoa, that's crazy. So I'm going to go ahead and, oh, I'm going to go ahead and, was that anti, anti, anathesis? I think that's what that is. Hello? that anti-anathesis did i get that right yeah i i, I think i've been on your live uh, live stream before brother yeah you were here uh last week yeah yeah uh, we had a really good talk about like 5g and whatnot and weather manipulation and stuff did you hear me talk yeah happy to be here happy to see you again oh dude thank, thank you for joining did you hear me talk about the tavistock institute of human relations uh no i don't think so i think i missed that bit Ah, uh, you're all you're you're all good. I I need to do a re uh, a refurbished or a revamp uh, uh, update up to date version on it. It's just separate stuff. But 
Okay. And what would you like to talk about? Um, well, anything and everything. I think um, what you were mentioning, the secret societies and gang stalking, I have a personal thing to share about gang stalking. Um, I've experienced gang stalking before. Um, and it's not so much the harassment, but I seen this one car, like this one red car, like just an anomalous amount of times in weird places. Like I'd go back to my nan's, you know, to see her because I was living with her at the time. And like this, this uh, red car would like drive away. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's serious stuff, you know. And have you ever, I don't know, have you ever come home one day and like had your your belongings just like messed with or your house just like thrown around? Has anything strange like that ever happened to you? Hmm. No, not particularly those kinds of uh, situations, no. But the cars, definitely. I've seen interesting things, to say the least, like that. Uh, it's kind of it kind of looks like a uh, a muscle car in a way. It's like quite long, um, tinted out windows. I think I had a custom number plate. I'm not sure, but I I've I've got a photo of it actually. Because um, when I saw it when I saw it leaving my nan's, I was like, yo, this isn't this isn't cool. You know what I mean? My nan lives here, so I was like, so I tried to get a photo of it. So I went to the edge of the street, and it sort of like it it went round like a like a like a little off branch of the street to sort of avoid me. But like I went up the street, the main street, and then I uh, I got a photo of it before, it before it left. So my question then is, obviously I have to ask, are you doing anything sketchy that would draw the attention of, of like, of like rogue groups or anything like that? Like how long has this been happening if you don't mind me asking? Oh, that's hard to say. I think it's been happening for maybe, maybe two, three years. Okay. I think my first uh, experience with it was uh, maybe two years ago. Huh. Yeah. It was yeah, I think so. Was it like, like what made you start noticing that, that it was a specific car? And did it, and does it show up at like specific times, like when you're leaving or whenever? You're yeah, I would, I would see it like if I was say out with my friends, uh, just like chilling and, and smoking, I'd like uh, start walking back to my house through through the usual estate and I'd see it like drive past me or whatever. I think it's, I think a lot of it is just, yeah, like flex, like a, like a flex, you know? Um, and I, and I'd, I'd probably say this is something to do with, you know, being aware. And the question is people, uh, not all ignorance is bad. Want of ignorance is bad, but, uh, they could have good intentions, and there are greater goods that we can't just throw out the window. You know, we have to look at why they'd be lying to us, or why they want to um, hold out information, because it could be that they would prefer to hold out big, uh, big information and more drip feed it, so people are used to these things. Would you say? So that... you know. I, Sorry, go on. I just want to say, would you say that there is certain because I feel like all the stuff that we do talk about is all happening like simultaneously. But would you say that it takes certain time periods to release certain types of information to like get people ready for yeah. things? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that is uh, true. Um, but ultimately we have to realize, I think that's with the, uh, that's with the, um, expectation that people um, are going to taste the truth as bittersweet. But if people realize that it's neither sweet or bitter, that sweet is a sin and bitter is a come down, then we don't need to, we'll just take it as salt and it's just salt. Sometimes it's spicy, but it's mostly it's just salty. You know, the truth is just as is, you know, and it, it, it does set you free, but I think there's also a, a sort of kind of freedom in limitation. For instance, we're spirits in, in um, matter right now. We're in bodies. We're in the flesh. Uh, carbon is uh, six protons, six neutrons, six electrons. That'd be the mark of the beast. The bread, the base, the, the, the base is the, uh, is the base, the, the subwoofer, you know, the dog's bollocks. It's the down below, the uh, dough bread, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, tito, is the root. 
So the root represents the the function of something or the the foundation or the the uh, context, in a sense. You know, I'm, I'm glad you. The other chakras do as well, but kind of going off on a tangent. <laughs> oh no, dude, tangents are good. Tangents lead to just like opening doorways of perception on something else. But I'm glad that you talked about uh, bitter and sweet, you know, and how ones have come up versus ones that could come down. I'm not sure if you saw, but there's yeah. a meme that came out the other day about dopamine and serotonin, you know, and how, how, how when we're on social media mm -hmm. looking for that little dopamine hit, forever trying to just be happy and happy and happy. And what you're talking about yeah. is, is teaching ourselves like discipline, moderation, and not living in these extreme highs or these extreme lows. But that's the whole right. control both what we get excited about versus what we get sad about. So I'm very glad you brought that up. Yeah, and that's where sometimes spirituality can get, um, you know, misdirected because the people think that religion is bad altogether, but it's not the religion you hate because religion is ultimately just spirit, uh, it's disciplined spirituality. Yes. So what we hate about religion is the selling, the, the consumable side of it, the consumer, consumer side of it, because that's where the exploitation happens. That's where snake oil salesmen benefit from a lack of brass tacks. They benefit from you cashing out. They cash out on you cashing out. So ultimately, no one loses, but it's like, yeah, temporary win for them and uh, premature contentment for you. Well, it's a shortcut to spirituality, you know. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you said that, because it's a shortcut to spirituality. No one else can offer you that salvation other than what you're seeking. And, and you're right. It's people not wanting to. It's, it's not people hating religion so much as the selling of it. They understand the teachings of religion, yeah, they understand it's corrupt, but it's because of just that, how it's been sold, how it's been passed. Yeah. The, the idea itself of having like a deeper connection with God, teaching yourself and the abilities to connect with that, that that's, that's like essential. But the fact that you have mm. mega church preachers, self-help gurus, and people that distort the message of that, I think that's what people kind of get fired up about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, personally, I think like, uh, you know, American gospel church is a really great place, very spiritual, you know, it's it, it says the complete opposite from, from where religions come from. And I think it's the people, you know, it's that society, it's that community, which, mm -hmm. which offers religion, a, 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 you know, a virtuous outcome. Well, anti-thesis, I hope I got that right. I want to get back into these topics. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you want to leave the audience with before you go, bud? Um, I'll say, uh, oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I, was, I was stuck last time. Um, uh, yeah, just, uh, be real guys. Be real, be happy and love yourself. I'd say that's appropriate. Stay trust, stay, stay vigilant out there, bro. You too, man. Take care. Later. And also I hear about that Antifa stuff. So yeah, you know, say, say bye to those haters. <laughs> yeah, dude. All I... Say bye, hi bye to them. That's all I can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much love, brother. There he goes. There he goes. I always love it whenever you guys join in. Fat Global One and Jinsai03 want to join. I'm not sure how much time we have. I think we actually did a good job with that. It's like 10 per uh, 10 minutes on that call. So we can either take that, that next person that joins or we can get into how to battle the 1% natural and common law and weather targeting topics or weather targeting crops. Get somebody in to join or continue the transmission. I need to figure out a way to come up with a messaging system, but what do you guys think? Um, save, of course I'll save, of course I'll save the live. Uh, this is all for your guy, for your guys' uh, viewing pleasure. <clears throat> no more people. I love the people, though. Okay. Let me get through these topics. How about that? I'll get through these topics. Hopefully, we have enough time. I'll get through these topics, and then I'll open up the segment again uh, for people to to join. <clears throat> you know, we were before the caller or before the person joined in. Anti antithesis has joined in. We're talking about um, secret societies, gang stalking, and targeted individuals. Okay, and uh, we're going to be talking about how to battle the one percent uh, and, and and natural law and common law. You know, what what I 
what I appreciate about the comment talking about religion specifically um, is because it's true. I, I, I won't lie to you guys. Like I had to discover my spirituality and my religion and so many other things by simply throwing myself headfirst into all of this chaos. I didn't think that I would, I didn't think that I had like a vendetta against Satanists. I didn't think that I had like all these issues with all these other people until I started seeing what they practiced and what they preached and what they believed in and the kind of lifestyle that they created. That's why I say it's the good Lord above that's given me everything that you guys see here before you today. And I can only hope to try to like make sure that this is all happening. Had a battle of 1%, you know, in China right now, they are destroying churches. They are arresting believers in Christianity, and they are taking them to re-education camps that they call thought transformation centers. They're like, they say to these, these, these Chinese Christians, they're like, hey, you, ha you suffer from religious extremism. We're going to take you to our thought transformation camp. We're going to scramble your brain, and we're going to make you think the government is good. Sound great? Because the highest form of revolution truly is religion, truly is spirituality. Nothing can take you from that. This is why, again, monks are badass, why Buddhists are badass, why priests are badass, and why people of the faith are badass to me, because they can't take that from you. They can take your car, they can take your house, they can take you, they can take your dog, they can take everything you own, they can take your bank account, but they can't take your relationship with the divine, with God. And this is why in the Constitution, it talks about, it talks about us having allegiance to the, one, to the one true God, to the Most High. We're, we're, we're governed by that. Not by men, because men can be flawed, men can be corrupted, men can be bought out and sold. But an idea and the eternal and the divine, giving, giving thanks to that, letting that be our moral compass instead of laws and regulation, that's what's, that's what's real. That's, that's the problem right now, is people want a political solution to a spiritual problem. How do you battle the 1%? You vote with your dollars. You vote with your lifestyle. You pull out from all these places. It's going to be hard. It, like... like <laughs> do you do you still use Google or have you downloaded a Brave browser or a Tor browser? Do you have a VPN? Where do you bank? Where do you put your food or your money? Do you go to that taco stand or do you go to Taco Bell? You see, and these are all, I know, very simple things to think about, but do you divorce yourself from the beast or do you get more of your allegiance to it? There's an article that came out earlier this week that talked about how 1% of the population owns 87% of the wealth. You want to talk about secret societies, where is Jeff Bezos in that? Does it matter if Jeff Bezos is a, is a Freemason if the man owns like the majority of the world? You see what I'm saying? So how do you, how do you compete with that? How do you fight that? Because that truly is the 1%. Well, you come up with your own markets, your own system, your own ideas, your own culture. This is why I say renaissance. The, the, the pro-human, renaissance-based future is the only thing that is going to save us from this. We are sleepwalking straight into an automated, easy, early death. That's, that's, that's how you fight the, the, the 1%. You fight back. You gain control of yourself. You think about, hey, where's my money going? Hey, where's my time going? Uh, right there, Stay Fresh Veganaga says, grow your food. Have a family. Very simple. You see these scumbags trying to tell you not to do that. You got that, you got, you got, you got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and all these other people telling you, guess what? Kids are bad. Stop having kids. You see these people literally trying to, 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 to demoralize you in every single fashion. I didn't get around to posting it, but I need to. There's a video, three minute long video of this guy. I forget his name. I think it's Jeff Greenfield or some George Greenfield, something Greenfield for a full year. He, he basically uh, turned his entire front yard into a garden that fed him and the, and the community for a full year. Didn't go to restaurants, didn't go to bars, didn't get groceries, but literally lived off of the land. I myself tried to grow some corn, some tomatoes, some cucumbers, some broccoli, and that stuff is hard. I won't, let, I won't lie to you, but I'm going to do better next year. My point behind saying this is where is your time and money going? Where are you putting your energy? Do you care or are you just flicking through everything? You see, this is why I talk about self-control, emotional control, discipline in yourself. Don't giving up. Don't, don't, don't phone it in all the time. You see, how do you battle the 1%? They try to, it, they, they, they understand human psychology. Shit. 
They understand human psychology, you see. The co-founder of Fedbook, Sean Parker, he talks about how they're exploiting a vulnerability in human psychology. They understand that through things like Grubhub, Netflix, and so much more, that they can, uh, they can pacify the population by giving them convenience. They can kill initiative by literally giving people so much choice that they're paralyzed, that they don't do anything. How do you battle the 1%? You literally get control of your life. You stop letting other people dictate to you who you are, what you're doing, and what your potential is. You don't let these people out here tell you what, who you are. If that's the case, I guess I should just turn on MTV, maybe follow Kanye. I don't know. Go, see, go get some Popeye's chicken. I don't know. Like, whatever. You, just, you, you see what I'm saying? That's, that's how you fight the 1%. You don't become a slave to the programming that's out there. The, the, because you see it updating all the time. You get control of your life. You do things. You make an impact. People keep asking, oh, people ask all this, all this all the time. I'm only one person. What can I do? You can do this. You can begin to help others. You can begin to fix yourself so that other people see that that's part of the process. That you improve. What can you fix? You can fix more than you think. You just have to start giving up. But see, that's how, the, that's how the New World Order works. That's how these technocrats work, these scientific Satanists. They have to demoralize you. They have to destroy you. They have to put you in a position of disadvantage to where you hate yourself, to where you don't know how to have hope, to where you don't know how to create a positive future, to where you think, well, if I watch enough memes on, X, on, 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 on insert social media profile here, eventually I'll get the idea. I don't need any real-world practic practical application. Like, straight up, uh, that's why I'm glad... The anti-anthesis, uh, anti I hope I said that right, guest, that's why I'm glad he talked about that, spirituality. People don't talk about the dark part of spirituality that requires, like, actual action. People just want peace, love, light, and unity. Oh, you know, if I just, if I just operate from a place of love all the time, I won't ever get hurt. Oh. It's like, no, you're a fool. Don't you realize that you have to do certain things, that, that these, these spiritual, mental thoughts that you're having you have to have masculine real-world action behind these things to manifest your dreams. You see, how do you fight, how do you battle the 1%? Again, you get control of yourself, of your mind, of your heart, of your thoughts, of your dreams, of your future. They're trying to rob you of all of this. Like, I, I, <sighs> because now, I think this is a good way for me to start talking about natural and common law. Think about this. I told you guys that they want a political solution for a spiritual problem. People are sick. People are screwed up in the head. They're screwed up in the heart. They got, they're not operating from a place of love. You can't, you can't hold people. You have to understand this, okay? People are wanting a political solution to a spiritual problem. People don't want religion. They don't want to hear about God. Ugh, it scares them. Ugh, it's nasty. Ugh, responsibility. Ugh, caring about myself. Good God. Why would I do that? People don't want to do that. Natural law and common law is what we're all inherently understanding. You could talk about it being the Ten Commandments, whatever you want to call it. There's an, there's an inherent understanding of how things are going. And with the current configuration of society, you literally see them destroying it. Saying kids are bad, families are bad, pets are bad. Actually, uh, pets are unsustainable. In their words, gardens are illegal. What the hell? Collecting rainwater is illegal. We need more taxes. Abortion is legal. It's like just because some of this stuff is legal doesn't mean that it's moral. But see, that's the thing. We, we, we've lost morality. We've lost con being connected to something deeper. We want to be caught up with the programming. What's happening next? What's the next part of the agenda that I can jump a part of, that I can be a part of? I want to align myself with the establishment and get power with these people because I'm jumping the way that they're jumping. You stupid bastard. Don't you understand that that's a waste of time? Right there, uh, inter, inter, internet stash says slavery was legal. Precisely, slavery was legal. Does that make it moral? And that's where we're at today. You have more people following political law, man's law, instead of understanding and trying to divine through, 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 through so many other ways about God's law, the natural law of things, you see. So how to battle the 1% is to begin to recognize the programming that's out there. Recognize what they have in store for you so that you can combat it, so that you can begin to control yourself and so much more because they want you to be disenfranchised. They want to keep you in those extreme highs and those extreme lows because they can control both. If you get into common law where you begin to live in harmony, where you understand things, where you, where, where, 
where you understand your role, you stay in your lane, to where you gradually improve, to where you don't do all this crazy other stuff that they're trying to have us do in 2019, when you begin to understand these things inherently and get connected to a deeper... Uh... Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.